0: Welcome in. This is your jock market power hour for this week's John Deere Classic. I'm Rick gaming that right there. Joe Idoni. Joe, another Wednesday, another big opportunity for value in the jock market.
1: JDC. I love it, baby. The week before major, uh, you're right. A ton of uh, interesting names, not the strongest of fields, but it presents... We talk about it a lot. Opportunity in weeks like this, right? If you know a couple of things, if you got a little insight on a guy here or there, which you're great at, uh, we hope to provide you over the next 45 minutes for the most electric hour in sports. Think
0: think in all of sports. think Think about what we said last week. Opportunity. If you can figure out the cheap guys. Um, cam Davis, $4 and 81 cents goes to $25. Troy Merritt, $3 and 76 cents goes to $18. Alex Norton four fifty goes to 16. How about this? I'll just show it to you right now. We'll just get right into this of the top one, two, three, four, five highest paying golfers. Four of them were sub $5.
1: Incredible. Love it.
0: Love it. That's what these weeks are all about. These weeks to me, I mean, just look at this. I mean, uh, Joaquin Neiman, $7 and 77 cents, even Jason Kokrak made you money at eight 50, despite, uh, kind of punting it away on 17. Th- this is literally value city last week was this week was too. I-, I can't, I cannot demonstrate this any better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the big things is like, you know, I, I was fortunate and I know you had them too. People come out and say, Oh, but Cam Davis was 110 to one last week. And I'm like, Great. But if you had Neiman, if you had Merritt, if you had Norman, Noren, if you had Lebiota, if you had Watson, you lost, right? Look at all the giant movements and ROI for all those five guys. That's why this is different. That's why this is so cool and gives you a little bit of a safer way to sort of build your portfolio and, and start stacking some cash in this thing.
0: Your Troy Merritt outright got you nothing. If Cam Davis loses in a playoff, it gets you nothing. In the jock market, Troy Merritt was one of the biggest movers, baby. He was he was moving and shaking. It is just completely different. You, um, you don't tap into the upside as much, but you don't tap into the downside. It is the only place where all you're asking your golfers to do, Joe, is beat their expectation. It is not a top 10, a top 20. It's not a win. It's not a finishing position. It, it's just beat your expectation. There is no other place that a guy can finish 42nd and make you money right like that that's that's incredibly hard to do
1: 100% yeah and like it's hard to pick winners like you can we can <laughs> yeah. put all this work and we can dive into every stat and you can build models and you can do all this and you still may miss a winner but the the part of doing all this work and putting all the research and the time and the energy into doing this is you give yourself the slightest little bit of edge and that's all you need for predict a guy to outperform their expectation exactly like you said if their price is predicting them to finish 45th this week and they finish 42nd you're making money if you can do that over and over again on a couple of guys you're going to put together solid weeks you're going to start to build a bankroll and you can keep it going from there
0: JG Funk says, Noren banked for me last week. He was 80% of my portfolio. If he was 80% of your outright portfolio, you were a big loser last week. You were a big winner in jock market. The next hour or so is... Your time. It's not Joe's time. It's not my time. It's your time. We want this to be interactive. If you have questions, comments, concerns, throw them in the chat. Also, while you're in the chat, you might as well drop your Jock Market username because we are giving away $100 to the Jock Market in five $20 increments throughout the show. And the only way to enter is to put your Jock Market username in the chat right now and do it over and over and over again and hit the like button. The final thing if the $100 we're giving away, isn't enough. Use the code POWER when you deposit and get up to a $50 deposit bonus. And we're seeing continually uh, new things from the jock market, Joe. We were talking just before we went hot. Now a new API is available, which means if you want the data, if you want access to live trading data and the the results, I have them on my site on rickrungood.com. But the guys at jock market are now making it public, making it available so that there is um, kind of new ways to understand the information that we're getting at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Full transparency on their part, which is really cool to see in people like yourself and our buddy Nelson and these guys that are much smarter than I am uh, can make very good use of that data. I kind of look at it and my brain starts to to juggle around in there a little bit, but it's awesome that they made that available for people that want to go ahead and use it. Um, just check their Twitter feed. I think it's a Google doc. You can download everything um, in, in, do with it what you will
0: do with it, what you will. Okay. Uh, John Deere classic this week, TPC deer run every year for this event since 2000. Of course, there was not a 2020 edition. Dylan Fratelli still technically our defending champion. And you know, it is kind of, um, I don't want to say it's a, it's kind of an awkward field. You know, you it's, it's so, it's so hard to get a strong field, for a major uh, the week before a major championship let alone one that is on another continent let alone having to worry about um, any quarantining or restrictions and all that stuff so a lot of the guys went over there early but there are you know there's a daniel berger at the top of this board there's a sung jm at the top of this board is there a clear favorite to be the most expensive golfer in the jock market this evening
1: i think it's got to be dan berger right i mean he's the best player in the field not only like we've seen a couple of these weeks where there's been a heavy favorite, like I think back to like Paul Meadow when DJ was a heavy favorite. And even last week with Bryson, the difference is, I mean, Berger's not quite that caliber of player, but when you factor in field strength of like the second best guy being like Brian Harmon, I think that there's the, that that gap is still warranted. And DJ wasn't playing well going into the Palmetto. Bryson wasn't playing real well last week going into the Rocket Mortgage. Um, Daniel Berger is playing well. Uh, number one in ball striking. Number three in birdies are better. He's putting together good finishes. We last saw him uh, in a jock market at the U.S. Open where he went for like sub $6. I think like five sixty. dollars Ended up doubling his price there. So he's putting together not only you know good recent form but he's he's got that all coming into an event where i think he's he's head and shoulders above the rest of the field here it'll be interesting to see how far above 10 dollars that price point finishes at
0: Daniel Berger doubled your money the last time we saw him. You're absolutely right. He went for $5.65 at the US Open. He paid out $11.50. And on average, in his, the 16 markets he has been in, he's returned to 7.4%. I would like that on my portfolio for every year for the rest of my life, 7%. What? <laughs> double, double your money every 10 years, I think it is. Um, by the way, I, I know Bryson's not in the field this week, but you were very astute to being like, uh, he's had two good markets. <laughs> he's yeah. had literally two good markets and the rest he has kind of destroyed you. $11 and 11 cents last week paid out $1. That oh boy. Not, not pretty.
1: He made me a little bit of money yesterday and had some we'll good say, for you. entertaining bits. I would say throughout the night, but in that six hour round the golf that they played, but yeah. He has been uh, one of the biggest losers since we started up the jock market. There's no other way around it. He just hasn't. Uh, he hasn't returned what you're paying for him in the IPO.
0: I was on the wrong side of the match yesterday. I'll tell you what. If Aaron Rodgers was in this jock market, I would be paying <laughs> a pretty penny for him because he was unbelievable. Lights <laughs> out Harry with the Oh my God. Good stuff. Uh, Matt Gannon says, uh, what is the difference between the two PGA jock market contests? Matt, I assuming what you're looking at, uh, one is probably the free contest and the other is probably the paid cash market, which is what we're talking about right now. So the free contest, you are allocated a certain number of coins that you can kind of build a portfolio with. And then depending on your finishing position, you are given real money. And in the cash market, that's real money. That's what you're, you're, you're using your real dollars to say, here's how much I want to spend to buy shares of golfers. And you're going to get real money in return. Austin says, I don't know if it's possible, but it would be cool to give away three or four shares of a specific golfer each week instead of 20. So it could be $3 or it could be 75. I like the gamble Austin. I don't know if that's possible. I'm not gonna be the one to decide that, but Joe, right. it's pretty pretty fun idea.
1: <laughs> it is a fun idea. We we like to gamble a little bit. We'll roll the dice, but uh, yeah, that's kinda of up to them. So they've given us this money. I did think maybe one week it would be fun to like maybe break it up in like two fifty dollar giveaways or something. We'll talk about that. But we you know they're generous enough. We've given away probably like twenty five hundred dollars of jock market's money over the last uh, couple of months here, so they keep giving us a hundred bucks to, to feed it back to you guys and dump it right in the market.
0: So we're appreciative of that. Yes, we have given, I was trying to calculate how much we've given away, multiple thousands of dollars. And then speaking of calculating things, Nelson is in the chat and Nelson, I'm sure is tapping into that API right now. And he says, if I'm calculating this correctly, the current market cap, so how big this cash market is, is $21,000. 500. I'm stunned by that. That seems big and we still have 30 minutes to go in a in a field that is weak, right? Where people might not be as interested. This market is already at $21,500.
1: That's huge. And I'm curious what we kind of end at. I would you I would think it's probably Three times that because we're going to see these prices. You know, we've still got guys down here at $1 this week that we know are going to finish in that $3 to $4 range. Um, We know Sung J and Berger and Harmon are all going to go up significantly as well. So, um, interesting stuff.
0: All right. Well, let's go and take a look at the big board. This is the live pricing in the jock market right now. And the most expensive golfer is Brian Harmon. He is $8.43 with about 31, 32 minutes to go. Remember the IPO phase does close just before 9 PM Eastern time, usually a couple minutes before. And Joe, if you are an investor of Brian Harmon, let's round up to $8.50. You're asking him to finish 16th. He is not the favorite, but he's probably number two uh, for this week. He's been playing great. Are you going to be favoriting Mr. Harmon this evening and keeping a close eye on him?
1: I think his price is going to get too high for me at this point, Rick. Um, just seeing where he's at right now. The course history is great. The form is great. I don't know if I'm just ready to throw $10 a share on Brian Harmon yet. Um,
0: Fair enough. I I don't know. We will, we will see. Listen, he's been very consistent. He's been very consistently good. You look at his, you know, if I pull up his uh his data here for all of the cash markets that he has been in because he rarely, you know, loses strokes to the field. You can see he's averaging a 39% ROI over 18 markets. Average price and five cents. It's huge because he's a consistent winner. He's a consistent winner. So um, we shall see with Brian Harmon. And then of course that man, Daniel Berger right behind $7 and 96 cents, probably no surprise there. We've already talked about him. And then Russell Henley, Joe um, I'm torn. I I need a little help on Russ for the first three rounds of every single tournament, seemingly very, very good over his last four Sundays. He has lost at least two strokes to the field in each of them. Maybe, maybe you just, Sell him Saturday night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the beauty of this, right? You could totally do that, Uh, and and we'll see where his price is. But, yeah, that's not paying out uh, when the tournament finishes very well. I, I just struggle with Russell Henley, to be honest with you, and just getting him right. So if you're not extremely confident on him or somebody else doesn't sort of nudge me in that direction, I'm okay with being off of him and sort of pivoting to another direction this week.
0: All right, let me give away 20 bucks. So here we go. I'm going to give away the first $20 to the jock market. I gave you an opportunity to throw your username in the chat. If you missed out on it, what are you doing? Get it in there right now so that you can be eligible for the next four giveaways. But this one is going to bang Capin bang Capin, 20 bucks. Congratulations. We will get you all set up with that. And I've got 80 more dollars to give away this evening. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, we, we are already getting into some names, Joe, that might've been three or $4 in some weeks now already pushing seven With 30 minutes to go in this market, I'm talking about Maverick McNeely. I'll throw Seamus Power into that category, even a Hank LeBiota, $5.51. Do we just have to adjust our brains to these guys and realize it's a different week? The prices are different. Uh, You know, uh, LeBiota, who is already the most expensive he's ever been, uh, now we have to kind of deal with this differently.
1: Yeah, you kind of have to. Right. And we've sort of luckily at this point on Wednesday, we've kind of seen this unfold. Um, It was jarring when the odds boards dropped and you saw a lot of these guys like, you know, even Seamus Power at like 30 to one and Harmon. at So we've seen it there. We've seen it with the DraftKings pricing. You just have to adjust um, and understand that it's all relative to the strength of the field and, and just sort of go from there.
0: Whoops, that was a hard scroll on the big board there. Um, Alex, okay, let's talk about this. Actually, I think – one of the most interesting guys is kind of is Kevin Streelman here. Um, not only here in the jock market, but in the outright market on your favorite fantasy site, because uh, Kevin Streelman was very popular at the Travelers Championship and he missed the cup by one shot. And I wonder how people are going to treat him. But if you forget about that, he had four consecutive top twenty finishes, essentially five straight top twenty fives. Are we willing to quickly forgive and forget the Kevin Streelman MC at Travelers?
1: So I've got a little take on Streelman. If you want to drop the market movers graphic, I'm going to oh, go ahead yes, and make you. my man Streelman my blue chip pick this week. There it is. It's weird. It's it's Streelman. It's blue chip. It doesn't sound right, but actually rated out number one in the stat model that I ran. It's a ton of fairways, which I think um, is overlooked to some degree here. You, if you're going to need to make 30 birdies this week, you're gonna have to do it from the fairway the majority of the time, even though they're relatively easy to hit. Uh, hits a ton of greens, above average putter. You know, you mentioned the miscut at the Travelers, where I think that he burned a lot of people. But if you look at the five previous cash markets before that, he was a solid returner, and all of those average eighty percent returns coming back to a place with good course history. Factor in the good wedge play of Kevin Streelman. Uh, I think that he makes a ton of sense here if you can get him. Sort of in that high eight dollar range. If he starts to creep uh, toward ten, he may not be a buy anymore for me. But but he's the guy at the top that I'm sort of targeting this week. We'll have my eye on pricing.
0: I love it. This is our market mover segment. We're going to reveal one blue chip, one mid cap, one penny stock that you want to keep an eye on for the next twenty five minutes or so. I've kind of already spoiled mine. Uh, Brian Harmon was was the guy that popped off the list for me. Now I am concerned that this gets very expensive and he starts to Mm -hmm. break into the 10, 10, 50, 11. I don't know where he's headed. We're going to find out the sentiment on Brian Harmon this evening. But if you look at his last 27 events, he has lost strokes to the field. One time he has been so consistently good. He's been piling up these top 10, top 20 finishes, it feels like a good spot for him which always makes me a little bit nervous so we'll see what the sentiment is for this evening but my blue chip is the one the only brian Harmon. let's drop on down to the mid caps joe who are you targeting in the middle of this board
1: sure so kind of an interesting name here too that i'm not on a whole lot but i like some scott stallings this week uh i i thought he played really well last week didn't make much of anything but that's kind of his game but he has Good course history here at TPC Deer Run. Three out of the last four years, he's had top 20s here. Um, when I looked at data, just searching sort of T to Green stats over the last four years, he ranked out second in the entire field in T to Green. Uh, basically, since the Valspar, he's quietly sort of improved with the putter, with the approach off the T. All these things are kind of aligning, you know, backed up a couple of decent finishes. So I think that he could be a guy sort of in that right around $5 range that could have potential here to get you a top 10 this week and pay out double digits.
0: I love it. I'm going with uh, Kramer Hickok, who I can't even believe is already at $4.75. He's already into the mid cap range. You know, 66 to one, 70 to one is where he kind of opened up for this week. And I was impressed that he even made the cut at Rocket Mortgage. I didn't think it was a great course for him. I thought that the eight hole playoff at the Travelers the week before, you you know, things can go sideways after something like that. After a close call, I think he's trending in the right direction. I think this is a much better spot for him this week than last week was in a weaker field. I'm thinking it's Kramer Hickok. He's already up to $4.75 in the jock market, which leaves us with just one last market mover. It's the penny stocks, Joe. Where are we going deep down this board for value?
1: Okay, I'm going to kind of snipe you a little bit here no. and go Mito Pereira, because he was your right. penny stock last week. But if you know anything about the stock market, when a, when an IPO first bursts onto the scenes, there's usually that initial drop, and that's when you come in, right? The following week when you get a, a little bit of a discount. I think we might see that here. Look, back-to-back top fives on the Forme tour look is his basically uh you know the last couple of starts played twice in june won both of those events uh minus 27 in the bmw minus 21 at the rex hospital open like he's familiar and comfortable going very low which we know is is sort of uh, a common theme here at tpc deer run Sort of, you know, took his lumps last week, vaulted his way, got himself PGA Tour status. I think that this could be a good rebound spot and a good tournament for him. Three Corn ferry Tour wins in a calendar year is nothing to, to to you know, bat an eye at. That's unbelievable. Uh, and, and I think that with a weaker field here, there should be some sort of comfort level for him. Getting that first week, knocking the rust out, getting the jitters out, the nerves, whatever you want to say last week. And I think that he could come back. Probably it's sub $3 this week. Hopefully I didn't bump him up too much, but we'll see kind of where he lands. And I think he, he's got good boom potential to top 20 this week.
0: Yeah, that's uh he's only going to get more and more comfortable uh being on the PGA Tour. Obviously, one start in, certainly can't blame him for missing the cut. I'm going with a guy that I just saw $2.50 Ches Reavy and you know, we kind of talked about how important driving accuracy I believe is going to be this week or at least guys that are accurate drivers tend to play well, there was a great quote from Zach Johnson who has had seven top tens at this event. I think he knows a little bit of something about TPC deer run saying hitting the fairway this week is going to be priority number one. It's that hot, that humid, kind of wet, kind of sticky situation they've got going on in Silvis. And that's exactly what Revi does. He's gained strokes on approach, I believe in three consecutive events. I'm thinking it's a Revi week. I just saw him at two and a half dollars. Let's see. If he can stay there, we'll find out for the next uh 20 minutes or so. But that's your market movers. I love it. What a great idea. That is Joe's idea. Very good idea, Joe.
1: I have great ideas. You know this.
0: <laughs> I love it. Let's go back to the big board here. Uh, Brian Harmon is still the most expensive golfer in the jock market. He's eight dollars and fifty-one cents. Yeah. Russell Henley up to 825. Sung Jay and Daniel Berger at eight. So we're kind of seeing this form a little bit with some of the more popular names going up to the top. But let's talk about uh, Zach Johnson, who I mentioned. And then also we're going to have to throw Steve Stricker into this conversation. Uh, Zach Johnson, $5.51. Steve Stricker, $4.65. So Stricker has eight career top tens here. Obviously the three wins. Zach Johnson has seven career top tens. The next best number in the field Three top tens. These guys are far and away your course history guys. So how do we feel about these two this evening?
1: The horses for the course this week. There's no doubt about it. Um, Zach Johnson, I'm kind of torn on. So early in the week, I'm like, yes, like it's TPC Deer Run. You just have to say yes to Zach Johnson. Uh, like you said, the, the course history is unbelievable. He actually rated out recently like number one in bogey avoidance. We know the importance of birdies here, but bogey avoidance is also very important because you make two or three of those around and you're going to quickly shoot your way out of it because you're only going to finish three or four under. Um, th- he had a good approach week at the Travelers. He's been kind of inconsistent, uh, but a decent finish there. So it, it's, it's hard for me to really get a read on him. Stricker obviously just dominated on the senior tour. He's kind of made, you know, made his hay there recently. I believe made the cut at the PGA Championship, but other than that, he's it's, it's kind of struggled on the PGA Tour this year. That said, coming back to a place where he's he's got all the comfort level in the world, um we'll see where do you kind of, you know, reside on these two characters?
0: Yeah, I'm um I'm much more of a recent form guy than I am a course history guy, which I think starts to rule out Zach Johnson a little bit. I look, I entered the week trying to find a reason not to fall into the Steve Stricker trap. And it's really difficult to do the guy, even when he plays on the PGA tour, made the cut to PGA championship, finished 44th, finished T 13 down in your neck of the woods at PGA national had a fourth place finish in Phoenix earlier this year. The guy dominates on the champions tour. I know it's completely different. Don't tweet at me. I know it's completely different, but like I don't have a real reason against him other than he might be popular, but here in the jock market, put your money where your mouth is. We're going to find out what the sentiment is. And we're going to find out if he's a number that, that I'm willing to pay tonight.
1: I agree. Yeah. I think that he, is he skipping one of the the big events on the senior tour this week? He's skipping
0: their, um, it's not their players because he just won that. It's it's their. It might be their Open Championship.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, he wouldn't do that if he wasn't coming here with the the, the idea that he's going to perform very well.
0: Uh, that's exactly exactly right. Okay, looking a little bit further down this board, I'm going to be back on Satoshi Kadaira. I'll hmm. let's just do it one more time, one more go around. Um, how do we feel about our our newest champ? Cam Davis, he's currently $4.01, I'll give this a refresh here. We know, that, listen, golf is a silly game. We know it's a silly game and it is the only sport in the world in which we take the guy who was the best guy, the best guy last week. He was the best and we're like, nah, can't do it again. If he finished second last week, if or if he was Alex Noren and missed the playoff by a shot, we would be paying a million dollars a share for Cam all
1: Davis all over him this week. Would yeah, we I know is. it's funny how we do that. Look, I'm Depending on the price, I'm not afraid to go back to him. I'm not afraid to go back to Troy Merritt either. Um, both of them, I think Cam Davis is number one in birdie or better rate. Troy Merritt's number four recently over like the last 24 rounds. Merritt's a great putter on bent, like number one in the field when I looked at it. You know, We know how you're going to need to, to go low, and there is a lot of, I think, similarities in terms of the scoring and a lot of short wedges and room off the tee that we saw at the Rocket Mortgage Classic that may transfer over here. Um, so I'm not afraid to go back to either one of them should the price be right.
0: Cam Davis' price currently is $4.51. If you're paying attention at home, that means you're asking the guy who just won last week to finish 38th or better. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. I'm guilty of like, ah, he can't win again, but here's the market he doesn't need to win again. Here's the market. He just yes. needs to outpace his price. So it's kind of a really interesting dynamic. Um, Nelson chiming in, letting us know we have now crossed over 30K in terms of the market cap for this for this jock market. And we are still 17 minutes out. We haven't awesome. even gotten to the spicy part yet.
1: Yeah, this that's pretty- awesome. Not to mention all the uh, the stuff that goes on in tournament once this thing starts. So very cool to see.
0: I love it. The um, uh, so so the way this is going to work is before th- w- we are currently bidding on shares of golfers, right? And at uh, usually about eight fifty seven, eight fifty eight, that it's it's going to close, and these shares are going to be allocated. So these prices are going to continue to go up uh, for the rest of the evening here. And while I'm while I'm looking through the chat, uh, I did pick out another winner, and that is Jur's Way betting. Congratulations. We'll get y'all set up for $20 into your jock market account. If you would like to be entered into a draw for $20 to the jock market, make sure your username is in the chat. That is the only way to enter and uh, feel free to enter it again because it makes my life easy and um, helps me out a whole lot. All right, let's go back to the big board here, Joe. Yeah. What what do we think Brian Harmon's going to finish at? Because he's at $8.90. Clearly the jock peeps like him. Um, currently right now we, we, at $8 90 he's being asked to finish 14th or better. That is something that he has accomplished two of, uh, two of his last three did it. He's basically done it. Six of his last seven ish, something like that, or excuse me, six of his last nine. Uh, what do we think Brian Harmon goes for this evening?
1: So I think that the fair value price on him is ten forty six this week. Um, I have him, my target price at $9.90 just because I couldn't bring myself to put double digits on Brian Harmon. But yeah, that's basically asking him to finish 13th or better, which I think is pretty fair for him. Although he's already up there in price, I expect a big late push here on Daniel Berger where he probably clears $11, maybe even $12 um, because he's just – you match those two up in any sort of matchup, and he's going to be a heavy favorite over Brian Harmon um, in almost any tournament that they play in. But like you said, there's 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 something to this week in in these sort of guys like Harmon and Streelman and Henley that they just sort of. Uh, maybe circle this week on the calendar and see it as a week where it's an opportunity for them to not have to have to slay DJ and Rory and ROM or something like that at a week. And it's a chance to put another notch in the belt, hoist another trophy, secure their card, get the FedEx cup points and everything that goes along with it.
0: That's absolutely right. Looking sub $5 here, lots of names, lots of golfers that we can um uh, you know, that we can find investments on this evening. Are there any of these guys in this maybe four to $5 range that has your full attention?
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people are interested in Patrick Rogers this week, myself included. So I may need to refresh here, but I see him right around four fifty. Kevin not is another interesting one for me. Um, I saw some good corollaries to the Shriners here with, with Bryson and some other guys that have sort of crossed over and, and had success at both. Um, I, you you run the gamble when anytime you put any sort of money down on Kevin Na, but he just has this ability to get that red-hot putter, and he we've seen him close the door and win tournaments. So um, if he finds himself into contention, you can trust him on a Sunday, unlike someone maybe like Russell Henley who was sort of faltered in the same conditions, to, to maintain his good form that he's had working throughout the week. That's an interesting price point there at like 450 that I see on Na.
0: Yeah, I just refreshed. I've got Na and Patrick Rogers both at $4.44 along with Satoshi Kadaira and. Troy Merritt, you're absolutely right. There are guys that don't win on the PGA tour. Kevin not, not one of them. I think he's won. I can't remember if it's four times in the last four years, or I think it's four times in the last four seasons, which is obviously a little bit different, but he's a, a, a legitimate winning threat if he can get it going. Um, going to the second page here, we're now sub three dollars and fifty cents. And this is where things to me, Joe, start to get really ugly. But what we have seen in Cash markets just as, as recent as last week, and a lot of these weaker fields, this is where the money is 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 to be made.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned a guy that has the ability to win and close the door. How about $3 on Jim Herman? It's,
0: there he is. It's funny
1: to say, but like I, the guy has three wins in the last five years since 2016. Like there is a very surprisingly short list of players that have three PGA tour wins in the last five years. Um, Jim Herman is randomly one of them back to back top 25s, I believe twenty sixth and 25th. So sitting right there at three bucks, I may have a little interest on the upside of Hermanator this week.
0: Hermanator is currently $3 and one cent looking a little bit further down the board. Uh, if we're on the winners, um, kind of category. Dylan Fratelli, technically the defending champion. Martin Laird won Shriners last year. If you like that Shriners comp, there's always the Alex Smalley conversation we can have. I know that Will Haskett was trying to have us not talk about Alex Smalley, right? That was the guy, right?
1: Yeah, that was the guy. Yeah. Back to back T5s, I think, on the form or the Forme tour, whatever you want to call it. Has um, two PGA tour starts in which he like top 25 in both of them. Now they were both the Corrales. Uh, so take that and factor that into it there. But um, yeah, I think he's the new name. Maybe he's one of those, maybe like a Pereira situation where maybe uh, the IPO busts a little bit off the start, but we'll see how it performs. Definitely coming in hot.
0: Not to rag on a guy, but Cam Champ oh. is Unbelievable. The be- maybe the best player in the world with one club. And the rest of his game, like, have you ever, like, he was in feature groups the other week. It was horrendous. It was so hard to watch.
1: I talked to Chad about this on Monday because I'm looking at his odds on the board and I'm like, he just glows off the odds boards when you see the names that he's around. You're like, this guy two years ago had two wins. Uh, he was competing at the Masters on a Sunday. Like, it seemed to have it all. And he's got, like, the golden asset that these players would kill for and that that can't be done by just pr- – like, he has such a specific God-given talent to just hammer the shit out of the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and he just seems to be struggling right now. But you wonder, like, at what point – to do things bottom out on cam champ and it's time to get back in i don't know if this is necessarily the week i know that it's rather forgiving out there he can tend to just randomly pop with the putter and that's kind of what we've seen in the past of this week with guys like michael kim and fratelli and these guys who have this tremendous week i don't know where do you think is it time
0: no i don't know <laughs> I, I want to see any sign of life. I mean, the guy, I don't have the the metrics in front of me, but every time I go to his page, it's red, 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 red. I mean, he just hemorrhages strokes in every other category. So, um, I hope he does. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's great for the game when he won, uh, I guess Sanderson farms and Safeway. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is awesome. And it just, I wish he, I wish he contended more. That's that's all, but I don't, I don't, think it's necessarily this week. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away another $20 right now. It's going to go to Nate, Nate Clark. Congratulations. We'll get you set up with $20 into your account. That means I have two more to give away, which means I will give away one when this IPO closes, which is probably eight minutes or so from now. And then I will give another away at the end of the show. So Joe, we're kind of in that, um, red alert, zone, right? I mean, this is, this is very much we are getting down to the nitty gritty. There is a 90 second window between about 857, 858, 859 that this IPO phase is going to close and these shares are going to be allocated. As we enter this, Nelson lets us know that we've crossed over $40,000 in the market cap, which means we might be on pace to get over $50,000 into this cash market. And Joe, you have been very successful kind of keeping your core tight. Five to seven golfers is kind of the way you're going here.
1: Yeah, that's usually my strategy. We're we're over 40K, and I haven't even dumped my dollars into (laughs) it yet. So we know that's coming in the next 10 minutes. This is like the most intense 10 minutes there is in sort of sports betting through the week. Anyone who's been through it, make sure that you have your guys targeted. I usually go for five to seven guys, one or two up top, a couple in the middle, then chase a couple penny stocks down low. Um, but but everyone's kind of got their own unique strategy in this, and we know that that IPO can close any time. I believe between is it eight fifty seven and eight fifty nine. So there's like a, a ninety second window, correct?
0: Correct. That is exactly right. Uh, as I pull up the big board, we do have a new leader. Daniel Berger has surpassed Brian Harmon $9 and a quarter. If you're an investor of Daniel Berger at that price, it means you're asking him to finish 13th or better. Joe, you kind of said this might be coming. You kind of said we might be getting some late steam on DB straight vibe in as he is the favorite to win the golf tournament. He is the number one pre-ranked golfer, meaning that he breaks all ties. Seemingly, we are tr- I think we're trending towards he- him being the-, the king of this jock market when all is said and done.
1: Yeah. Fair value projected by Jock market at 1375 this week, which would be huge. I don't think that he quite gets there, but we kind of saw this coming where he was just sort of, you know, sitting in the, in the, in the top of the pack, there, waiting for his moment to sort of draft up to the top. And, and we're going to see some dollars continue to flow in on burger. I'm confident in that.
0: Harmon Henley sung Jay right behind. Are there any surprises thus far, Joe guys who you think might be too expensive or not expensive enough with about seven or eight minutes to go. Yeah, you just seeing
1: some of the prices next to these guys' names, Rick. Like you see Seamus Power over seven bucks, Mav McNeely basically at seven, Hank LeBiota, who I've been on a lot now is six dollars a share. It's shocking to see them at that price because it's basically double what they've ever been. Uh, at the same token, uh, you just have to kind of overlook it, understand field strength, understand you know, where he sits in regards to the rest of the field and talent level and form. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, Streelman still sitting there currently in fifth place, I think is the one that I'm going to look to over the next couple of minutes here, because I think that he has upside in, in just as much as M. Henley Harmon.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We are probably going, I was just kind of clicking through some names. We are going to set a lot of personal records this evening already. (laughs) Already Seamus Power, I believe already Maverick McNeely. Yep. By a pretty significant margin already.
1: $4 range, right? Like uh, Kim and and Kadira and Hickok, they're all going to go for the highest they've ever been. So
0: already Zach Johnson. Yeah. I'm just kind of clicking through some name. I mean, already Kyle Stanley, I'm just like <laughs> flipping through every single name. So it, it really is kind of a, a trick that you have to play on your brain. Um, that, you know, Hey, it's all, it's all kind of, it's all kind of relative. I'm just trying to look, you know, someone like a Troy Merritt, I think is a really interesting conversation because we talked about Cam Davis and we talked about how the public might perceive him after a victory. Well, Troy Merritt did Basically everything but win, right? Falls short in the playoff. He has now made one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive cuts. Three of those are top sevens. Is this guy the real deal? What's going on right now?
1: I love his form right now coming in. I love his confidence. Um, has the new caddy on the bag, which which with the trap golf hat, that was kind of funny to see. But yeah, look, he's making a ton of birdies and he's putting the lights out. Uh, he did not put the lights out on Sunday, which is why he didn't win. He left a couple short. I think that he got a little tentative. I think maybe the pressure got to him. Um, and these guys are real about it. Like Alex Norin was very candid and talked about how the pressure kind of got to him down the stretch. Um, Cam Davis, we, we all kind of felt that once he got himself there, he was going to break through, but you know, it it comes down to a putt made or or missed by a couple inches here or there. Merritt had an opportunity on 18 there to, to sort of seal the deal and wasn't able to get it done and then lost in a playoff. So it's, it's a game of inches more than any other one. Uh, and we know how close, but he's showing all the signs that you want to see and a player that is trending himself in the right direction um, you know, toward the top of a leaderboard, which is all that matters in jock market.
0: It's all that matters in jock market. And it's about that time. We're going to let Joe go do his thing. This market about three or four minutes away from closing Joe. Good luck. We'll catch up with you here shortly. Thank you, sir. I am going to take you the rest of the way here. So, uh, again, there is a 90 second window in which this IPO phase is going to close. We are bidding on shares of golfers right now, at, at, about eight fifty seven, eight fifty eight, maybe eight fifty nine. That is going to close, and those shares are going to be allocated. Right now, Daniel Berger is the most expensive golfer at nine dollars and twenty five cents. Brian Harmon, Russell Henley, Sungjae Im right behind with Kevin Streelman and Seamus Power. The only two golfers in the seven dollar range. Couple of hot hands. Hank Libiota, six dollars. If you're an investor of Libiota at six dollars, you are asking him to finish twenty eighth or better. He's coming off two consecutive top five finishes. Zach Johnson, $5.95, already a personal record for him. You're asking the guy who has finished inside the top 10 seven times at this golf tournament to finish 28th or better if you're an investor at $5.95. And we're certainly seeing a little bit of movement down here at the bottom on Kramer Hickok and Satoshi Kodaira, along with Troy Merritt, who are hovering right around the $5 range. I'm going to give the big board a refresh here. And then after this IPO closes, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to get Joe, portfolio. We're going to give away more jock bucks. Make sure that your username is in the chat and we have not seen movement on Daniel Berger yet. The number one pre-ranked golfer, meaning he breaks all ties. If he finishes in an eight way tie for second, he's getting the full $20 a share, very valuable asset to have still. $9.25. $9.25. Sungjae Im has surpassed Russell Henley, now eight fifty. Henley down to $8.28. Alex Norin catching a little steam here, $7. He's been piling up top 25 finishes. He had a great finish rat- last week at Rocket Mortgage. At $7, he needs to finish 22nd or better to break even. That is something he has done one, two, three, four times in his last six starts, and he was very close in that seventh start. Looking back at guys who are a little bit uh, less expensive than Noren, Cam Davis is moving up the board now $6.02. He has surpassed Hank Biota He is uh, getting a little bit of steam, a little bit of sentiment here, while Steve Stricker, the three-time champion and eight times in the top 10, still hanging around that $5.23. If you are a buyer of Stricker at that price, you're essentially asking him to finish 32nd or better. I'm going to give this... A refresh here because we are about to enter that 90. I think we're in it now. So it is 857 by my clock. So I believe we are currently in that 90 second window where this IPO phase can close at any moment. Don't be left holding the bag. Get your bids in and getting your bids in is exactly what's happening on Daniel Berger because he's finally crossed over the $10 mark. He's the only golfer over $9. He's now $10 and two cents with Brian Harmon trying to play catch up at $8 and 90 cents. We're seeing about another quarter added to the price of Cam Davis, another 15 cents added to the price of Alex Noren, another quarter added to the price of Troy Merritt and Zach Johnson trying to break through $6. Even if we go a little bit further down the board, guys like Dan, uh, Denny McCarthy, excuse me, $4 and five cents and perennial cut maker, Adam Shank at $3 and 87 cents. I'm going to try to sneak in one more refresh, but I think we are going to be very close to this ending here. So make sure to get your bids in. I have eight 57 on my clock. And Joe has not told me we were closed yet, so we are still open.
1: We are still open. We're still firing
0: away. We're still firing away. Daniel Berger continues to be at $10.02. I'm not seeing much movement since my last refresh. Oh, no, I think Kevin Streelman moved up into the $8 mark, $8.04. He's the fifth pre-ranked golfer. You're essentially asking him to finish ninth. Excuse me. You're essentially asking him to finish 18th or better. My apologies. Kevin Strelman, $8.04. Matt McNeely hasn't moved. Pat and Kazai are catching a little bit of steam here late. Zach Johnson did get through the $6 mark, and Hank Lebiota did as well. But we are not seeing much movement here unless you guys are just hanging on to all your funds. There's not many bids coming in at the moment. My guy Satoshi Godira did get to $5. Let me try to sneak in one more refresh here because I have 8.58 on my clock. I got 8.58. We are in it. This is a – it feels like a late close to me. We're still live. We're still live. Berger, trying to get a little bit further. Russell Henley, $8.28. Matt McNeely, $6.95. Lucas Glover, $5.50. If you're an investor of Lucas Glover, at $5.50. You're asking him to finish 31st or better. I think that might be my pick. And Joe tells me we're closed.
1: We're done. We're done. Yep. Shut it down. Shut her down.
0: Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Um. Oh, I had, the, I had the wrong banner up there the whole time. I had the IPO closed one up. My bad, my bad. Uh, all right, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to pull this down real quick. We will take a breather. We'll refresh this. Joe, did it feel any different? Nelson lets us know we did cross over the $50,000 uh, market cap. Did it feel like there was a lot of money being thrown around?
1: It did, yeah. I mean, for the John Deere Classic, it definitely did. I wouldn't be surprised if we get significantly more than that next week, but we'll have to keep an eye out on it. Uh, I'm sure he'll help us monitor it. But, yeah, um, those guys at the top didn't quite finish as high as I thought they were going to. None of them did. I, they, most of them all remained, it looks like, if I have this data correct here, uh, in that $8 range. Those guys that I thought were going to be in the nines and then Burger at, at 10 12 I thought it was going to be a lot higher as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's some value all across the board.
0: Here we go. $20 to the jock market going out to VOTS. We will get you set up with that. Congratulations, VOTS. We will have that added to your account. Um, Well, we won't. I will email the guys and they will add it to your account. We have one more $20 to the jock market to give away. Make sure your jock market username is in the chat. Joe, uh, as I let the, the final board refresh here and make sure I have everything in order, why don't you tell us who made your portfolio this week? Okay.
1: So I did. I went in on Daniel Berger. I'm not usually, like, this may be the first time ever I've gone for the highest priced guy on the board. I had a target on him of eleven fifty and ended up at $10.12. So basically, uh, I'm asking Dan Berger to finish inside the top 12 this week. I think that his winning upside is, is there. I don't think that that's really arguable with the field. So <clears throat> $10.12, Berger. Um, $8.00. Kevin Streelman, also under the target price that I had of him of $9. So cleared that by a buck.
0: I think I Troy, like that one.
1: I think Troy Shreelman. Merritt, who I talked about liking at five seventy seven, dollars was well under the price there. So hoping that he can kind of continue the form. Scott Stallings went with the mid-cap pick this week. Got some shares of Stallings. Uh, Redmond, five fifty. dollars We didn't talk about Doc. I, I'm... I just like Doc and I worry that some sort of his popularity level inflates his price and in his ownership and other markets as well. but I think at 550, I'm asking him to top 30. I think that he's close. Uh, hopefully he can wedge it well and, and sort of ter- he had a bad putting week last week and he's had good putting weeks in like the five prior events. So hoping that can kind of flip. And then a couple of lower down guys, Roger Sloan. Um, actually rated out really well for me. I'm hoping I get a top 20 out of him at the $4 mark. And then Ben Martin, who was the guy I was on last week, who was much higher price ended up closing at $3 and two cents a share. So, um, I know that he has the ability to go low. He's had a couple of Monday queues this year. Hopefully he can shake off the missed cut last week and sort of rebound and play well.
0: Berger, Strelman, Merritt, Stallings, Redmond, Sloan, Martin. That is the portfolio for our very own Joe. And here's the big board. Daniel Berger, $10.12, just like Joe said. And then a big gap. to so Harmon, Sungjae, Henley, and Strelman. I think that's kind of uh, maybe the story. Daniel Berger stands alone. And then the next four guys, all relatively close, trying to figure out what they're going to be this week. And I think everybody had them graded pretty similarly.
1: Yeah, uh, I would totally agree. Um, All right there at that $8 range, then your seventh. It kind of mirrors the odds board, which is what we really want to see, and I think Jock Market wants to see ultimately. So, um, yeah, I don't see anything that really sticks out to me a ton here. I don't know. When you kind of look at it, do you see anything that that screams off the board at you?
0: Mm, No. (laughs) I don't think so. I think this is – I think this is about right. I think it's fair. You could argue the order of these next four guys after Daniel Berger, and I would agree with any adamant argument you'd want to make. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I, I don't see much difference there.
1: I mean, maybe Cam Davis down there below McNeely in power. I think that he's higher on the odds boards than him. Maybe Siwoo Kim a little bit, which is, you know, Siwoo's tough because, um, he just like he was close last week and I and I had some shares of Siwoo. I had him in DraftKings as well. And it felt like like, it just feels like if he's not right up there on Sunday and within two or three strokes of the lead, he can kind of mail it in a little bit, it feels like. So um he felt like it was close there all week. We know that he kind of enjoys himself some birdie fest. He's actually a very good putter, not going to the the Open uh, Championship, the Open next week, skipping it to get ready for the Olympics. So, um, yeah, that may be one that sticks out a little bit too. I think he's around 30-1, to one and, and he's down there below Kazire and McNeely and those guys this week. So that's the only thing that really jumped off the board at me.
0: Yeah, I think kind of scrolling through quickly, I think my favorites are I, – I think I like Merritt at 577. He's been on a really good run. That's asking him to finish – like top thirty, that yeah. that that seems that seems great. I told you I'm on Kadira. He went for five dollars and one cent. That's asking him to finish thirty fourth. Um, Trying. So let's go to the next page here. See what's going on here. Sepstraka three eighty eight. Dylan Fratelli, three eighty three. Mito went for three dollars and fifty four cents. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. I, I'm that's someone that you know. I kind of have a longer term. Like I'm just interested to see what he does in his next. Ten starts or twelve starts or thirty starts, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just interested to see what he becomes.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know much about him other than seeing the fantastic finishes on the corner Ferry Tour. Um, but coming in hot, didn't play well last week. We'll see if he can kind of rebound. He was one that I sort of had um, shares of late at around I think three twenty or three twenty five that ended up losing out on. But uh, we'll see how things go for him. You're right. Definitely going to keep an eye on and a pulse on where Mito sort of sits this week.
0: Yeah, I'm really deep into the penny stocks now. Was it Richard Johnson that last week finished? No. Oh, it was Mark Anderson. Yeah. That, where, did he, where did he end up going? I don't
1: know, but yeah, he came out of nowhere.
0: Uh, I don't even see him here. Let me see. He's probably- oh, here we go. $3.23. Yeah, so last week he went for a $1.96, uh, returned you 436% ROI, and now this week up to $3 and 23 cents. There'll be somebody like that this week.
1: <laughs> I know and it's hard to know who it is. Like the bottom 50 in this field are are all pretty bad. So it could very well be any one of them or none of them. Like we saw Bo Van Pelt randomly pop a couple of weeks ago at the Palmetto. So we've seen these guys have that one random week. Um, it just depends on if you catch them at the right time or not.
0: Here's Michael Van Veen's portfolio. So blue chips, burger, Harman, Strillman, uh, then he's going with Pat Perez, Bo Hossler, Hammer, and Hank. That's Leviota in the midcap, and then he went with Streb, Cole, and Ledesma down in the bargain bin. How much are those guys? What do you think of this portfolio?
1: I like that. Um, I I love Hank. Uh, I bet on Hank this week. Where I wonder where his price closed. Uh, um,
0: I just had it. He was six something, six right? Oh, six oh one. Yeah.
1: And Pat Perez has been playing well too. <laughs> Likes a good birdie fest. So yeah, good luck, Mike.
0: Streb went for 304. Ledesma went for 176. So that is certainly penny stock range. Yeah. Good luck, Mike. Awesome stuff. Um, okay, Joe. So now we are into the the live trading portion of this. Did we learn anything last week? I'm trying to think. Um Were there a couple of big movers over the course of the week or guys who got started out slow that maybe we should keep an eye on? I'm trying to think if we learned anything last week in a birdie fest. Yeah, I think there were a lot of guys that
1: did both. There were a lot of guys that sort of made a hot run on Sunday, like Alex Norn, and then there's guys that really faltered, like like Tom Lewis, for instance. So um, we saw a little bit of both. I expect to see probably similar this week. I don't know if you have sort of any outlook on the weather, but you made a great point last week when they started with sort of the preferred lies and how that always um, increases uh, a little bit of the strengths of some of these guys that hit the fairways, particularly in Birdie Fest, anytime that you can get ball in hand. I know that it's been pretty soft and wet, sort of in the Midwest, but don't really have an outlook on this week in particular. Uh, have you heard anything from from your sources on the
0: grounds? I know that there's showers in the forecast uh, basically every day. Now, the thing with that is, if it's if there's uh, you know 40 percent chance of rain every day, there's probably not much actionable information there because you don't mm-hmm. necessarily know when it's going to come. You don't know if it's going to push tea times. Like, it, I I like it when there's storms like. Wednesday, Thursday, and then the rest of it's clear. Cause then you can kind of take a side on that. What you think is going to happen. All I know is just kind of the quotes that I've read is um, yeah. With the, the weather they've had, the rough is it's like that humid, thick, wet kind of rough, which I think playing out of the fairway is incredibly valuable, especially because there are some, there are some um, uh, elevation changes that you really have to be exact on. And when you're guessing how it's going to come out of a lie in the rough, it's just more difficult. So, I I I I really like the I like the fairway guys.
1: Yeah, and I think the one thing like like last week is a lot of times in these birdie fest, uh, it can ultimately turn into a bit of a putting contest. So, keeping an eye on sort of the in tournament stats and and how a guy is gaining or losing their strokes. If they're a good putter uh, historically and, and throughout their current recent form but they happen to lose strokes putting on Thursday, you can kind of hope for a bounce back. And that may be an opportunity to sort of make a buy on Friday morning.
0: I love it. Well, here's what we can do. We can end the show by giving away more money. Also, while you're here, go ahead, hit the like button. Helps us out quite a bit. Doesn't cost you anything. And in return, you know, we give away a hundred bucks every single week. The final one going to feel the noise. Congratulations. We will get all of these names submitted to the team over at Jock Market and they will be issued in one to 1,000 days. Do not email me in six hours and wonder where your money is. Please do not do that. Uh, Joe, this is a week full of value. This is a week where there is already $56,000 in the market and next week is a major championship. So if you were waiting to kind of get your feet wet, This is a great week to get in, understand, um, you know, the logistics, how all of this stuff works so that you can be very, very prepared for the major championship next week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Uh, We'd missed out on what is the wonder of early morning uh, golf over there in Europe. So we did not have it last year. It was canceled due to COVID. Um, Can't wait to see it this year. Pay some attention early morning this week to the Scottish as well to to get sort of a read on how your guys are playing over there across the ponds. Best of luck at the John Deere. Hope to see you guys all again next week for our last major of the season.
0: Follow Joe at Tour Picks. You can follow me at Rick Run. Good. This has been your Jock Market Power Hour for the John Deere Classic. Same time next week. We'll see you then. Good luck.